You know how you win the battle? Listen now. You and I have the opportunity to walk in victory, to claim the victory, to experience the victory that is already ours. Because I know I have something to offer. Go where you have never gone before. Keep moving through the pain. Keep moving forward. Do what you've never done before so you can be the woman you know yourself to be. I live my life playing to win. I'm after something. So much in you. We have the victory. Hey, Purpose Chasers, welcome to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. Can you believe it? This is episode 12. I am so excited that we had we started this journey together and it just keeps getting better and better. And guess what? We are officially in 22 countries and I couldn't be prouder. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing the podcast with your friends and family. Thank you for sharing on social media. I am just so excited and so elated that our message is being heard across the world. People are listening. People are getting to know the goodness of the Lord. And also they're getting to know what they can do to make sure that they are reaching their purpose. So on today's episode, I wanted to start a little differently. And this episode, as you can see, is entitled Do the Work. And you may be like, oh, Lord, what's this about to be about? But just wait, trust me, you are going to love this. So I want to start with actually going to the Bible. All right. So we're going to start with the Bible because you know how important it is to me for you guys to go and read the Bible for yourselves, to go and read the word for the Lord for yourself. So I'm just going to read um, James 2, 14 to 22 from the New International Version. And it says, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can, su- can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well-fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You believe that there is one God. Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. You foolish person, Do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together and his faith was made complete by what he did. That is the scripture I'm taking this podcast episode from. We are going to get into how faith without works is dead. And I am going to give you a simple formula how you can see success in your life by tying your faith to your work and show you how it will result in some good things happening, some blessings from God. I really love the topic of faith and I can talk about faith over and over again. Like I actually say that my superpower is faith because I have faith, y'all. My faith is like, there is nothing that I think is impossible. And that's why you hear me say things like I'm a multi-billion dollar business owner because 
there's nothing, absolutely nothing that I think is impossible. I think all things are possible through God. I think if I see it and believe it, it will happen. I believe that I'm a multi-billion dollar business owner and that's it because God said what he said. And that's the type of person I am. So faith is my superpower. And I know some people, you know, you can be struggling with your faith and the Bible says, you know, all you need is faith as small as a mustard seed. And that's just a teeny tiny bit of faith. And if you want to know more about faith, one, read your Bible. If not, two, go and check out Transformation Church, Pastor Mike Todd on his Crazy Faith series. And that will really teach you some more about faith. So when I read that, uh, that part of the Bible in James, I was just like, all right, because I felt in my spirit, God kept telling me like, you know, you got to do the work. So I wanted to know what do the work meant. Because to me, I was like, all right, do the work, do the work. I keep hearing do the work, but what does that actually mean, Lord? And that's when he said, you know, faith without works is dead. So that intrigued me because people often say faith without works is dead. All, like they say it so much it becomes a cliche, but do they actually apply it? Like what does it actually mean to see that in action? So I went back to the scripture and I wanted to do some research on who wrote this 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 chapter, who wrote it in the Bible because to me it was kind of like to the point. Like he was like you believe that God there's only one God good. The demons believe that what else you got? That's how, like, that's how I took it. Like he wouldn't, he's like, you got to have those receipts. That's how I took it. Like you got to have receipts in your life more than that. You just believe that there is one God because seems that the demons believe that. So you need to come better, come correct with more receipts than just that one thing. So I was like, well, who is over here? Reading us like this, like who wrote this? So I went to see who wrote this particular scripture and it was James. And I know there's more than one James in the Bible, but this particular James who wrote this scripture was James, the brother of Jesus, right? So I was like, okay, because that is James who knew Jesus all of his life. That's James who knew Jesus before he was what people would say now a big deal. That was James who knew Jesus before Jesus was recognized as the Messiah and before Jesus was recognized as the Savior. So he actually had seen Jesus and his work throughout his entire life because James was Jesus' younger brother. So I was like, okay, that kind of made me perk up more in my spirit, made me want to listen more because I was like, well, out of everybody apart from Mary and Joseph who falls off and we don't even know what happens to Joseph, James knows a lot about Jesus because you were basically there from, well, you're his younger brother. So from his day one, from James's day one, you have watched him grow. You have watched how he is when the Bible isn't telling us what Jesus is doing. You know, you see it. So when you sat down and wrote that faith without deeds or faith without works is dead, you knew something. So in James, let me just go back. He says in 14, what good is it, my brother and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is unaccompanied by action, is dead. And that is so true. 
Because so many times I feel like people, you know, you hear somebody's heartache, you hear somebody's pain, what they're struggling through, what they're going through, and you get people who come by and, you know, they're talking to somebody about their struggles and they just go and they say, okay, well, you know, go ahead, have faith, we're praying for you. And they kind of send that person along their way, but they haven't actually done anything to rectify the problem, right? They're just saying, have faith faith will feed you goodbye instead of saying no have faith let me give you right let me give you some food for today and let me teach you how you can go and get food for tomorrow you see the difference so you can't just have faith by itself you need to have work tied together and I think we as children of God tend to have faith to believe that God will do a multitude of things in our lives and we walk around and we're claiming things declaring and decreeing this and that will happen but then there's no work right so you're walking around claiming that you're gonna have a car and claiming that you're gonna be a best-selling author but sis you haven't even written the book you haven't given God something to bless so we can't be a a, a group of of people who go around claiming things in faith but don't want to put in the time the effort and the work to see that thing come to fast like that's not how it works I remember, When I was younger, I would just have faith that I could lose 10 pounds in a week, you know? I would just like, oh God, if you could just make this happen, because weight was always my struggle. So having faith to supernaturally lose weight was always a good thing for me to have in my head. But I can't be expecting God to supernaturally allow me to lose weight if I don't want to put down the chips, the soda, and the candy. Like, that's not how it's going to work. God wants some action behind what you're believing him for. So how about... I have faith that I I can lose 10 pounds and then put in the work of eating right, right, and exercising and then let God do his work. So where it may have taken somebody one month to lose 10 pounds, I supernaturally lose it quicker because I tied my faith to my work, right? So I want to give you guys some examples of how I've used faith plus works to equal a result. So I'm going to take you through my, really my uh, formula that I use for, I'm going to call it the formula for success or the formula for the blessing. However you want to receive it, that's what we can call it. So when I was 15, right? In Bermuda, unlike other countries where you at 16 would get a car, in Bermuda, we get a bike or some people may call it a moped, right? And I remember that was the time that I probably was the first time that I actually started declaring and decreeing things. So I knew exactly what bike I wanted. I want a a black Liberty Piaggio 50cc. And every time I would see that bike pass me or see it in the shop or see see the bike when I'm walking or even if I was on the bus, I would point to that bike and say, that will be my bike. I'm going to get that bike. I declare and decree that that bike will be mine. I claim it in the name of Jesus. And I would do that consistently, like any time. And I knew what that bike looked like from every angle. So if it was passing me by the side, the back, anything, I knew what that bike looked like and I would claim it. But I remember at the time, I mean, I was 15 without a job. I did not have money for this bike. This was something that was gonna cost upwards of $2,000. And I remember not having the money for the bike, but I knew exactly how much I needed, right? It wasn't that I just was having faith for the bike. I actually did some research. I went and found the bike. 
I test drive the bike. I knew how much it was going to cost with all the accessories. You needed a helmet. I needed a basket. I knew how much everything was going to cost. And then I knew I had the biggest task. And the biggest task for me was not actually purchasing the bike. The biggest task for me was convincing my mother that I should have a bike. Because in Bermuda, a lot of people get in bike accidents no matter what your age is. And I knew my brother had gotten into a very bad bike accident when I was a lot younger. So trying to convince my mother that I needed a bike was going to be the, the an uphill battle. But I remember spending the time to create a presentation to explain to her how the bike would benefit her more than it would benefit me. So this is all the work that I'm putting in. This is this is the work that I'm putting in before even having money. So I'm having faith for something. Then I know how much it costs. I know how much insurance is going to be. I've I've done the work to convince my parents, my mom, how, like that I need this bike. And then I went to count the little two or three cents that I had saved up to see how much more money do I need? Because I knew that this wasn't something that somebody was going to buy for me. This is something that's going to have to I'm going to have to get the money together somehow and then God will work it out. So I was really having faith for the bike and having faith for the finance. And I remember at my 16th birthday party, you know, when you transition from getting gifts, you get to a certain age, you don't get gifts anymore for your birthday. You kind of get a card with some money tucked in. So I remember at my 16th birthday party, being in a restaurant surrounded by my friends and family and every birthday card, I would open up a little 50 or $100 would fall out. And I'd be like, all right, God, we're, we're getting close. I just need $800 more. And then I open up oh, 750 more then 650 more. God, we're almost there. And I was doing that as I opened each card. And guess what? By the end of the night, I had enough money on top of what I had already saved up to purchase my bike. But that was my faith and my works working together. You see, because I couldn't just have faith to have that bike and not tell anybody I wanted the bike, not know how much the bike costs, not know the price, and it would have worked. Like it wasn't just going to magically call, uh, fall down from heaven. Because when you have faith without works, what you actually have is a wish. And God is not a genie, so he's not going to supply your every wish. That's not how he works. So you have to have faith plus work. So I put in the works and then God, what he did for me was supernaturally supply the finances I needed by having each person give me a gift, right? That would equate to the total amount that I needed for my bike. So that's how I'm using faith and works faith plus worse. And that's what I was doing at 15. And I re- I didn't even until I really thought about it and reflected on this topic that I realized that that's what I have been doing throughout my entire life. And I want you guys to have the same results and even better results that than I have had in my life by making sure that you're not just having faith, that you're not just having faith by itself, that you're not wishing on a genie for something to happen, but you're actually listening to the scriptures and putting your faith plus your works together. So that was the process I did for my bike. But this was the same process that I used in my life when I went to university. So my faith when it came to university was that I had no plan B. It was going away to university and that's that. Bermuda doesn't have a university as such. We have a college. And at the time I graduated from high school, I could not get a the degree that I wanted, the law degree that I wanted at the Bermuda College. I needed to go away to school. So I had no plan B. After high school, I was going away to university and that's that. So 
I received a scholarship and I remember after receiving a scholarship, I needed, I was short $8,500 to make it to university. And that was real still, right? A lot of money, like real. That was so real to me. I needed $8,500 and my parents didn't have any more money. And it was like, okay, what am I going to do? What, like it, those thoughts could come to you. Like, what are you going to do? And I remember that the scholarship that I won, they said to my mother at the time that if she doesn't have the rest of the money to go to university, then we have to take her scholarship back and give it to somebody who can afford to uh, pay the rest and go. And my mom was just like to them, well, hold on, just give me a week. I'll see what I can do as mothers do. Cause you know, mothers, they'll try and make a way out of no way. But I remember my mom had called me after that conversation. And she said to me that she thinks I needed to start looking at Bermuda College, our local college, um, because she doesn't think that I will be able to go. So maybe I can just do some college courses in the meantime and work towards going another time. So me and my smart little 17 year old self wanted to inform my mother that I had no plan B. So I sent her an email, right? Because you know, some of those conversations you just don't want to have uh, to your parents' face or to their ear on the phone because you don't want to hear their reaction right away. So me and my smart self decided I'm going to send her an email. And my email was like short and to the point. Hi, mom. Um, God does ha- God does not have a plan B. I'm going home to pack. Love you. So we'll stop. And I left it. Right. So that's what my faith was. So in this instance, it was my faith and her work, her work being my mom. So after my mom received my email, she went to the bank to see if she could make, as they say in um, Jamaica, make blood out of soon, like just make something happen. And that God would have it that she would have ran into a lady that she intended to tell all. Like she had something to say to this lady and she was waiting just to run into her to tell her about give her give my mom to give her her little two cents but instead when she ran into this lady my god would change their conversation so instead of my mom telling her off she would instead start having a conversation with the lady telling her she's doing a great job with what what the lady was doing in the community and then she and the lady started to talk about faith, right? And they got on the topic of faith and I don't know what the whole conversation was, but at the end, my mom said to the, the this lady that, oh, you have faith like my daughter. My daughter just sent me an email saying that and my mom told her the whole story. She said, you know, my daughter just sent me an email and said that God doesn't have a plan B and she will be going to university. And she told her the story without telling the lady how much money that I needed. And the lady said, well, to my mom, she said, well, I, you need to hop on the faith wagon with your daughter. I don't know how much money you need, but come see me tomorrow for $5,000. Like drop the mic. Because this is legitimately really a stranger. This lady has never met me a day in my life. And she's never met my mom apart from having conversations here and there. What my mom meant to talk to her about was a situation that actually happened to my, with her and uh, one of my mom's workers at the time. And that's what she wanted to talk to her about. But she didn't have, a, she didn't know this lady. So God would have it that I would have faith that I was going to university. And my mom would set out with her work to go to the bank to see what she can do 
to run into somebody who would be basically my angel, who would give $5,000 to a child she did not know of, did not know how much I needed, and gave it to her, no strings attached. She said, I've got $5,000 for you. So at that point in time, we tied my faith to my mom's work. And when we tied my faith to my mom's work, we got a result. Not only did $5,000, I got $5,000, so that meant I only needed $3,500. An aunt called my mom and said, oh, Shantae is going off to school. I have $3,000 for her. All right, look at God. I have, what is that? That is $8,000. I needed 500 more dollars. Somebody who saw me as a grandchild, I'm not his actual grandchild, but would call my mom and said, oh, baby girl's going off to university. I've got $500 for her. So I had the faith that I was going to university. My mom had the work to actually try and see how she can make this happen. And God honored that. He honored our faith and our work to be able to provide for me to go to university. I had enough. I had enough. I had enough money to go off to university that year. And I completed that year. And I completed the next year. And I completed the next year. So my faith and works not only got me through university that year, it got me through to where every year of university to where I could graduate with my bachelor's at 20 and my master's at 21, right? Because my faith and my works worked together to produce a result. The same thing happened to me when I was going to India and Thailand. I didn't have a job. I was mad, mad that I didn't have a job after coming back from university and being a lawyer, being called to the bar. I was a lawyer without a job. And I was a young person at that. I was 22 and I was mad at society, right? Because I was like, you lot told us that all we needed to do was go fit, graduate high school, go off to college, get a good degree and come back and get a job. But there is no job for me. So I, I had an attitude at society and probably a little sly attitude at God, if I'm being honest. And I remember at that time not working. I felt le- led to go and volunteer. It was something that I had always wanted to do. But again, in a position where I had no money, I just finished university. I don't have a job yet. And my my parents are not going to fund me to go on a missionary trip. So I remember having the faith that, okay, God's sending me to volunteer. So what was my work? My work was that I went and researched a company, applied to that company and got accepted to their volunteer program. I applied for the visa that I would need for these places for India and Thailand. And I did a budget. So I knew how much I needed. I needed $3,500. Oh, and of course, I informed my friends and family that I was going to India and Thailand to volunteer, even though I didn't have a job. So I just let them know. And my mom was very supportive because in her mind, well, she doesn't know how I'm going to get there, but she'll support me anyway. So that was my faith. My faith was that I was going to volunteer. My work was my research, my application, my and everything else that I had to do. And what was the result? This is what the result was. God came through and I got a call from a job for a temporary position. So for this volunteer mission, I needed $3,500. This job was offering to pay me for three weeks of work, $3,550. That's how God works. So not only would he supply exactly what I need. There was a little bit of an overflow. There was $50 overflow. And I was so grateful to God for what he did. So I, I have, as I like to call it, I have receipts, right? 
I just took you through my faith plus works equals results formula. And I showed you how I've been applying it at different stages of my life. And I think it's so important for us to have receipts as children of God, because a, a, a person who does not believe in the God that I believe in can't come to me and see me struggling and see nothing going right for me and see all these bad things happening to me and want to believe in my God because to them it's going to be like I don't understand like what is your God doing for you basically right however if I come with receipts I just gave three receipts and I can go throughout my life with many 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 different occasions showing you how God has worked uh showed up because I tied my faith to my works and he showed up with a magnificent result right and that's what i want you guys to have i got i want you guys to have result after result after result so if anybody wants to know about your god you have evidence you know we are a generation of people a time where information is at an abundant rate and people always want receipts people always want evidence they want to see for themselves what you're talking about but if i can list off that god did this he did this he did this he did this he did this then somebody listening to me might want to know about my God. Like to me, that's how you witness in this modern day. You go out and showing show people God by the evidence of what is happening in your life. So James in verse 18 is saying, someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds and I will show you my faith by my deeds. And we need to remember that the world needs to see our faith in action, our faith properly, right? Our faith and our works together in action. They need to see a group of people who don't just believe God for things, but actually see it happen. Remember that some people will never, ever, ever pick up a Bible, but they'll read the book of Shantae. They'll read the book of you. They'll read the book of Keisha and Sandra and 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 all the other people in your community they'll read those books cuz those those are the books that they see people are reading you people are watching your life they want to see the evidence of the god you believe in right and i want to see the evidence of the god you believe in i want to see that the vision that god has for your life i want to see it come to pass and it will come to pass but it will come to pass when you start exercising the things of the bible the way they tell you to do it right don't just have faith put work behind your faith right put work behind your faith you have to have receipts so if somebody was to look at your life right now just think about it would they know about your God by the receipts that you have to show? Like, would they really know about him? What, like, tell me about him from the evidence of what he's done for you in your life. So I, I wanna just reiterate it, guys, that it's time to stop wishing. When you just have wait, faith, you're wishing. It's time for you to actually put the work in because there is things for you to do. God has things for you to do. And I'm gonna say it again, you can't, believe God or have faith that you would be a best-selling author, but you haven't even wrote the book yet. You can't be having faith for a house, but you haven't even gone to look at homes. You don't know how much uh, your how much a home is going to cost you. You don't know what your credit score is. 
That's not how it works. You need to do some research. Tie your faith to your works, right? You can't have faith that you're going to be a doctor or that you're going to be make the dean's list at your university if you don't actually study to take the test. And I have a perfect example because I can give you examples of how my faith and my work has has been tied together, right, to equal results. But there are also examples in my life where I just had faith with no works. And what happened? I don't have any results. So let me just show it to you on the flip side. So here's my faith. I want my doctorate. I want my doctorate in Christian counseling. I have gone out. I've applied for my doctorate. I've been accepted into a program. They gave me two years to finish the program. I have paid the program off in full. So I literally have have a doctorate that I have paid for. The information, I have paid for it in full. But guess what? I haven't done the work. So I have faith that I'm going to achieve my doctorate. I've paid for my doctorate in full, but I actually haven't done the work. What's the work? I haven't studied. I haven't finished all the exams. I haven't wrote the dissertation. So what do I have? Nothing, right? I have nothing at the current moment. I don't have the knowledge because I had faith with no works. So don't be like that. And I noticed that. And that's when I started getting that do the work. So what did I do? I picked my book back up. I said, all right, Shantae, you have started this journey and you haven't finished it strong. And that's not like you. So I pick my book back up and I start studying and I start taking my test again. And I will be finished the early part of next year because I actually decided to do the work. And the more I do the work, the more God is blessing me for doing it. So guys, tie your faith to your work. Okay. I want you to do the work, whatever God has called you to do. If he's called you to open a business, don't just have faith that you're going to be a millionaire and be successful in business when you haven't looked at what it takes to start a business. There are so many things that you can do in this day and age to tie your faith to your work. There is there is free things that you can research, right? You can educate yourself. There are things you can apply for. You can go back to school if you need to. Do the thing that God has told you to do. Don't just wish for it. Tie the work together with it, okay? So if you are need to finish university, don't just have faith you'll finish university and you'll have the finances, but study, yeah? Study and get good grades so that God can do the exceeded and abundant above all you can even ask or think in your life. But I need you to tie your faith and your works together. So say it with me. You gotta do the work. And I know you will. I know you will. It is November. There is still time in 2019 to get some things done. I have kicked it into high gear because I took a little bit of a break around my birthday, the end of September, and I kicked it back into high gear because I know that there are things that God has told me to do and I haven't done yet. So I needed to tie my work to my what I'm believing him for and get it done. And that's going to be the difference between you and people you see not succeeding. The difference is going to be you are actually going to do the work. You are going to make the time. You are going to write the book. You are going to start the business. You are going to do the research. You are going to go back to school and graduate. You are going to start that scholarship. Whatever it is that you are called to do, you are going to do it. So if anybody comes to you talking any type of smack about the work that you're putting in behind your faith, just tell them they need to, like, check you later. You need to go the other way. Because unlike 
a lot of people in this world, you will notice when you start doing the work that everybody isn't like that. They've been walking around here with faith, declaring, decreeing, uh, claiming this, that, and the other, but they actually haven't put their work in. Some people would say they haven't put their money where their mouth is, but you're going to be different. And I'm speaking that into your life right now. Not only are you going to have faith, you're going to have faith that's bigger, even bigger than a mustard seed, but you're actually going to do the work and you're actually going to see the result. There is going to be a change in your life, okay? You are going to be the one that breaks generational curses. You are going to be the one that breaks generational poverty. You are going to be the one that sees success beyond their wildest dreams. You are going to be the one that is a best-selling author. You are going to be the one who opens up the bank. First person to own a bank in your family. Why not? Because God has called you to do it. You have the grace to do it. You have the faith to do it. And now you know to put in the work to see the result. So if you have been listening to this podcast and you know that there have been things that you have just been having faith for, but not actually doing the work, it's okay. Now's the time. Today t- Today is the time to make that change. And I believe in you and God believes in you because he wouldn't have given you that vision if he didn't know that you, with all you are, with all you have, could succeed in what he has purposed you to do. And God has purposed you for so much more than you could even think or imagine. He has purposed you for things that you couldn't even fathom today. But in one year's time, in three years time, in five years time, you will be treading new ground. You will be a the trendsetter right? You'll be doing things different for your entire generation because God has not only purposed you, but he has supplied you with all you need. But all you have to do to answer the call is do the work. Let's just end in a quick word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you apologizing that we have had faith, but we have had dead faith. Father, we have not put work behind our faith, God. So we ask you that today that you come down to us, God, that you forgive us, God, but that you give us a fresh wind of fire, a fresh wind of motivation, a jump start to actually do the work work, Father, to do the things that we need to do in order to see the vision and the purpose come to pass, Father God. We ask you for divine connections. We ask you for divine strategies. We ask you for knowledge, wisdom, and understanding that would help us develop the vision that you have given us so that we can see it come to pass. God, we also ask that you send us the spirit of consistency, God, that so that we can be consistent in the things that you have asked us to do. We thank you. We praise you. We give you all the honor. Amen. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slave podcast. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode. Be sure to like and subscribe. And also be sure to leave a comment, leave a review, let us know 
what you're thinking. Let us know what you liked from this episode, what you like from the show. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Pray Plan Slate Podcast, or you can follow me, your host, Shantae Sapphire, at Shantae Sapphire on Instagram. And the podcast is also on Facebook at PrayPlanSlay.com. We're on Twitter at Shantae Sapphire. All that information will be below in the show notes. Thanks again for joining us.